0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the updates that are going on here around our little homestead and also our goals for the month of June. This is definitely the busy, busy season for everyone and man, I am definitely feeling it. Um, So stay tuned. We're getting new chicks this month. Um, So I'm going to be talking about lots of fun things. Hello, and welcome to the Girly Homesteader Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, a part time homesteader with a full time love for makeup. This podcast focuses on traditional homesteading topics like gardening, chickens, beekeeping, hunting, fishing, being in harmony with nature, food preservation, cooking, etc. But it also touches on the girly side of things like non toxic skincare, makeup, and homekeeping. So, If you're ready to learn more about homesteading and keep your girly side along the way, let's get started. Okay, so last week I talked about my favorites from the month of May, and I talked a little bit about the shade cloth that we bought, and I mentioned how I got that shade cloth on way too late. I was not prepared. Like I was hoping that I would be in May, but oh well. What that does mean though is that garden updates are okay, I guess. Um I don't know. The garden is going fine. We are still getting lots of greens. Um the super super cool weather things like the spinach and mustard greens and arugula, those have definitely bolted. Um My lettuces haven't, but those super cool weather things, man, they have bolted so bad. Um, I've already ripped out my first patch of arugula, and I'm trying to plant um, some new little arugulas right now um, with a shade cloth. I'm hoping it works. I don't know. We will see. Again, this is all an experiment. Um, But yeah, I guess in terms of garden updates... Unfortunately, my beets and turnips, the first batch that I planted like back in March or April or so, those I think are going to work out. They're definitely going to be a little bit slow moving here, hopefully with a shade cloth that'll help them out. Um but man, the second batch that I planted, it got way too hot, way too fast for them and I think it completely stunted their growth like actually. I have some radishes that have like no bulb at all on them, but they're starting to flower. So I, as I said, I was not prepared with a shade cloth and, um, things got away from me really, really quick there in May. So this is kind of leading into some of the goals that I have in June, but I want to be a little bit more on top (laughs) <laughs> of keeping things in the shade, um I'll get to that in a bit, I guess, but anyways other um other garden updates, we do have green tomatoes on all of our plants, and then we have small cucumbers growing on our plants, and then we also have some small peppers um starting on our oh geez, I can't remember the variety of it it's a pepper plant that is supposed to be smaller peppers. Cause like, I don't know about you, but we have never had good luck growing bell peppers. Um, they just never really get big. And I don't know if it's just, we're used to what we see at the grocery store and we've kind of forgotten like what a bell pepper actually looks like. Um, but we've never had success. So this year the farm where we bought our pepper plants and cucumbers and tomatoes, they had this specific variety of pepper that was a sweet pepper but it only gets to be the size of like a banana pepper. And so we have one on the plant now. It was probably like a half an inch big, but it's still very exciting. Um, so that's really about it in terms of garden updates. Um, we haven't been able to harvest beets at all, carrots at all, Turnips, We I harvested a few. I harvested them a bit early though, just because I was excited. <laughs> but um, other than that, still just greens for now. Um, nothing new there. There is an update about our bees. Oh my gosh. So this was probably about, a, I don't know, two or so weeks ago maybe by now. It was a Friday night, we had just poured a drink We were going to go walk around the yard, you know, just do a typical yard walk like we do every evening, sometimes even multiple times. We just walk around the property, look at the garden, look at the plants, you know, say hi to the chickens. Um, So we had just made a drink. We were getting ready to, to relax, start the weekend, and we step outside, take a few sips, and then we look at the bees, and there was like a bee tornado coming out of one of our hives. And so we looked at each other and we were like, oh shit, I think the bees are like literally swarming right now. So we put our drinks in the fridge, put our bee suits on and took a look at what was going on. But the crazy thing though, is that by the time, like in literally the 10 minutes that it took for me to put my hair up and get my bee suit on get my boots on and walk out to the bees, the tornado was gone. And so, like, we really thought that we had just witnessed a swarm happen without actually seeing, like, the cloud of bees move away. (sighs) So we were upset, but we still went and checked on the bees anyways. Um, There were still quite a few bees in there, in the hive, and this is our biggest hive of the two that we have. And um, yeah, there seemed to be still a lot of bees, and so we were kind of confused, but what we did do is we thought, well, maybe a last-ditch effort... Um, we can just add a couple more boxes or like one box on each hive just to, I don't know, last ditch effort. Um, there's a podcast that I listen to. It's called Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm. And the lady is from South Carolina and I love her accent. Um, she's not like super, super, um, like scheduled with her podcast, I guess. Like it's not... It doesn't come out every week or anything. It's kind of like an every now and then thing. But I just love listening to her talk, love listening to her muse about bees. Um, But one of the more recent episodes that I listened to, it was about swarm season, which it is definitely swarm season. And earlier in May, I think, or end of April, we did add a box onto that biggest hive because we knew it needed the space. And so I thought that they were going to be okay, but then in hindsight, or like after the fact, my... My husband tells me, yeah, I kind of had a bad feeling that they were running out of space. So anyways, in this podcast that we listened to, um, she said that like as a last ditch effort. If it's like emergency, emergency, which is what was going on at the time for us, you can try to put an empty box over the brood chamber in your bees, in your hive, and hopefully that can help the queen to think that, hey, actually I do have space here and I might not need to leave. So that's what we did in a last ditch effort on that Friday night. And believe me, we were pretty sad because that was our best hive. They were very nice bees, very gentle bees, and they were very, very good at producing honey and obviously very, very good at reproducing themselves. Um, apparently that queen is great at laying eggs, so we didn't really want to leave, lose her. So we went into the weekend just kind of sad, but we had the intention of later in that week, we were going to check on the bees. And the theory is that if we would go in there and find still eggs and larvae in there, then that would mean that our queen actually hadn't swarmed. Um, so if you know anything about beekeeping, um, you know that queens will lay tons and tons of eggs every single day. And the egg will only stay in egg form for probably like two or so days. So finding eggs in your hive is a very, very, very good indicator that you have a queen present. So that was our reasoning. That was our, you know, thought process here, that if after a few days we looked in the hive and there were still eggs, that was going to mean that the swarm didn't actually happen and that we still had our queen. So we went into it really not expecting much at all. (laughs) We were pretty, uh, I don't know. We didn't want to be like heartbroken, but the crazy thing though is that we probably gave it even more like more like a week rather than just a few days. We checked and there were eggs. So I don't really know what was happening at that time. Maybe they were thinking about swarming and there could have been scout bees going out trying to look for um, a new place to live. I don't really know, but that bee tornado for us, it didn't result in a swarm, at least just yet. Um, and so as of right now, we still have two happy hives. Um, we are definitely going to have to harvest honey though. So I'll get to that once we get into the goals or yeah, into the goals portion of the podcast. But one other update that is very, very exciting is that we are going to get new chicks this season. And I know that it's very, very late to be doing this. Um, but we are so, we had asked one of our neighbors up the street um earlier in the year if they wanted to split a chick order with us because we have always gotten our chicks through Mount Healthy Hatcheries. They are in Cincinnati, Ohio, so just a bit south of us. It's like within an hour drive of our home. And we've gotten chicks, new chicks the past 2 years. And so we weren't ready to get a full 6 because that was the minimum order, but we wanted some maybe this year because we do have the space but we didn't want to get all six, as I said. So earlier in the year, we did ask our neighbors up the road if they wanted to split an order with us. And they said, yeah, they'd think about it, but they wanted to wait until one of their chickens was broody so they could take care of the chicks. And so these guys, they do have a rooster, at least as far as I know, they still have a rooster. Um, So I thought that they had just kind of forgotten about it. Um, And I had forgotten that I asked them too, actually. And then when our white leghorn, Dolores, when she passed away recently, um, we contemplated getting chicks again on our own. We thought, oh, well, maybe we can get six. But then we just talked ourselves out of it (laughs) because we weren't really thinking that the chicks would have enough time to start laying eggs before winter, which is a great perk of getting new chicks every year because you're kind of more guaranteed that you're going to have eggs or chickens laying eggs throughout winter. But of course... If you get the chickens too young, they might not start laying um, during winter. It's kind of a, a crapshoot when it's that late in the game. But just this past week, I got a text from my neighbor saying, hey, we'll be ready for chicks around the middle of June. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we're doing it. <laughs> so actually, I just placed the order today. We're going to be getting five new chicks, and then our neighbors, are going to get five too. Um, we're going to be picking them up on June 15th. So I'm very excited about that. That's just like in two weeks from now, Um, we are going to get another white leghorn because we just loved our Dolores so much. We're also going to get two more Americanas or Easter Eggers um, because that is my husband's favorite chicken that we currently have. We are gonna get a cream leg bar, which I'm very excited about just because they lay blue eggs. And then we're also going to get um, one that I really haven't done much research on, but it was on their website and she looked pretty. <laughs> um, it is a Splash um, Australorp, Splash Australorp. So it's kind of like a mottled light gray, kind of a pale, pale gray chicken, but kind of with spots. Um, we love our austral, our black australorp that we have. She's very, very sweet, very cuddly. Um, she is a little broody, but she is very nice and she is a good layer. So I thought, well, let's try another breed of australorp because she has been a great chicken. So five new chicks are going to be coming in the middle of June. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and as I said, you know, they might not start laying eggs before winter time. Who knows? Maybe they will, um, But the good thing about this time around is that because it is so warm here, um, we are probably not going to have to keep them inside all that long, which is good because um, the 4th of July is coming up and we're going to be out of town as we always are. And then we're also going on a trip later in the month of July too. So hopefully they will be feathered up enough that they can be outside on their own when they're even, when they're tiny. And I'm hoping that that will help our older chickens kind of adjust to them a little bit better just because um our last reintroduction or our last introduction phase was a little stressful just because um they were pretty old i guess you could say so who knows i'm hopeful that when they're little um it'll be easier to have them adjust into the group so those are really all of the updates for now um The bees are doing well. We didn't have a swarm. We're still just harvesting greens. I messed up there with the shade cloth and my cool weather crops. Um, Tomatoes and cucumbers are on the horizon. Um, But that's about it. I'm just harvesting as many greens as I can. And that's it for the update. So when we get back from the break, um, I'm going to get into the goals that I have for the month of June. (laughs) This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Beauty Counter, the non-toxic skincare brand that I've been using for over two years now and has absolutely saved my skin. As a homesteader, you put so much thought into your gardening and animal husbandry practices because you know the benefits to your health, but your skin is your largest organ, so when you switch to non-toxic products, you can improve your health even more than what you've already done so far through homesteading. Click the link in the show notes to shop with me. All right, so while we're on the topic of chickens, (laughs) I guess that will be one of my goals for the month of June. Um, We picked them up June 15th. And then ideally we can get them outside i know that's only two weeks but they should have enough feathers on them to be nice and toasty outside because here in june it is actually quite hot so and that'll be the beginning of july really at that point it'll be plenty warm and i think we should be just okay to keep them um to keep them outside so those will be our one of our goals for the month of june Um, In terms of bees, we are definitely going to have to harvest honey this coming month, which is super exciting, but also at the same time, harvesting honey is a lot of work. And I will probably do a full podcast episode about this. Um, But it's, I mean, it's a lot of, I don't know, I guess it's not a ton of work just because a lot of it is hands off. Um, the way that we harvest our honey, um, is called the crush and strain method. And essentially we just use gravity and heat to separate the honey from the honeycomb. And then it just drains into a bucket and then we pour it into our jars. So it's not like a ton of super hands-on work, I guess you could say. Well, except for the collection of the frames from the hive. Um, but man, Everything is covered in honey for a while, which that isn't fun um, because it's just sticky and kind of messy. So, that'll be a goal for the month of June. I'm guessing we won't do that. I don't know. I'm going to have to really plan this out because I don't necessarily want to do it when we're dealing with the new chicks but I'd also like to get it done before the 4th of July. But that also means that it has to be done within the next two weeks. So <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, the last time that we checked on the bees, there was definitely on that big hive that I mentioned that we thought swarmed. On that hive, we have like a super that is just about fully captive honey. Um, so we will probably be able to take that. It's probably ready as we speak. So I don't know, we'll get to that when we get to it. But the good thing about honey and bees is that the honey doesn't go bad sitting there in the hive. Um, it just stays in storage for the bees or stays in storage for us if we take it. So the harvesting honey is definitely on like the low, low priority list here. Um, just because we are also not big honey eaters. Um, we kind of eat it really sparingly because actually we still have jars of honey from our last spring harvest. So for us, getting the honey in the house is not super, super like, it's just not super high priority because again, we just don't eat it very much. Um, We enjoy it and it's great to share with people and to sell. I do sell honey, but um, it's just not high up on the list for us. What is the highest on my list for the month of June is setting up an automatic watering system. Now we have not figured this out all the way. Um, We kind of have a general idea of what we want to do, but we're thinking of a misting system that will be attached to the low tunnels that I have over my raised beds. So we have some ideas. We need to do some more research still about what supplies we're going to need and what we want to go with. But that is my goal for the month of June, because as of right now, going out and watering on my own is just fine. But as I said, we're going to be leaving town for like a long weekend at the beginning of July. And then at the end of July, we're going to be gone for a whole week. And so obviously... The garden is going to have to be watered during that time, unless it does happen to be super, super rainy while we're gone. But July is also very, very hot here, and the garden is definitely going to need it, especially if my plan is to keep these um, salad greens going all the way through summer. So that is my highest, highest priority there. Um, I'm going to keep trying to get those greens to grow, Throughout summer. Um, so that means that the things I have bolted right now, like my spinach and mustards and arugula, I need to rip those out and try to put in new seeds um, so we can start fresh. So that's another goal there, too. That shade cloth is going to be even more important. Um, but really, that's about it for my raised beds. There's not a ton of new stuff that I want to attempt. Um, except for, you know, just starting these seeds (laughs) during the heat of summer. Um, I have had not good success with beans so far. Um, I have, gosh, I tried a pack of green beans and a pack of wax beans. Those seeds obviously did not germinate well because I only had one plant pop up from that pack. And then I bought some new seeds, tried those in the ground. I soaked those beans even overnight and then planted them. And even there, I only have had two germinate from that second batch. Um, I did start some beans inside here with that first set of seeds. And of like the twelve that I planted, again, I only had two pop up. So I'm really not having too much success with the beans. Um, but I think though that from the one that is out in the garden and germinated on its own, and from the two that I just noticed that are out there, and then the two more that I have inside, we're definitely going to be swimming in beans. But um, I do need to get those outside. Now, for some reason, it's been so, so hot here. And yes, I know it is almost June. But man, we had a very, very hot Memorial Day. We were in the pool um, just yesterday. It was like almost 90. Today, it's almost 90. Tomorrow, it's going to be hot. But then Thursday, we're going to have a major cool down. And so that is when I want to transplant those beans that I had inside. And then probably also um, rip out some of the bolted like spinach and try and get some new things planted. Um, we had a cold spell mm, about a week or so ago and my arugula has germinated thankfully because of it. So I'm hoping that I can take advantage of those cooler temperatures coming this week and do that too. That's like one of the crazy things about homesteading, I guess is that like we've always been in tune to the weather just because we like to be outside But man, I watch the forecast even more than I used to, um, just because I'm looking for those cool days when I can get certain things done. Because if it's really hot, you know, I don't want to be out there weeding and things if I don't have to be. So I'm looking for the best weather days during the week, and that is when I'm prioritizing being outside. Um, So I don't know about you, we're probably all the same, probably all watching the weather. Um, The other things that I want to accomplish here in June um, are getting into the preserving realm. So right now, we have so much cilantro, which is also about ready to bolt. It's about ready to turn into coriander. And so what I'd like to do, maybe this evening, even, or tomorrow, early morning, I need to harvest a bunch of cilantro before it does go to seed, and I want to try to freeze it but just freeze it plain by itself. Um, whenever I have preserved herbs, like those leafy herbs, I've always um, put them in olive oil and put them in you know, little Ziploc bags or those ice cube trays that I've mentioned before. And that works, but cilantro generally I'm not using olive oil too much with it so what I'm hoping that I can preserve this cilantro for is for salsa and this year I do want to get into um, water bath canning salsa so I'm hoping that by freezing some of this cilantro that I have in excess of right now um, just plain in a freezer bag in the freezer I can keep it long enough until we get into the big heavy harvest of tomatoes um, and I can make salsa. Because cilantro, although I do plan to keep planting it and succession planting it, cilantro truly is a cooler weather herb. And so I'm just, I don't want to guarantee that I'm going to have so much cilantro success in the dead of summer. You know what I mean? Because like right now I have tons and tons of cilantro, but that's because it was cool. Only recently has it become super hot. And so I want to use that excess of cilantro now and keep it now so that when I have the excess of tomatoes, I can be ready with cilantro and not have to buy it at the grocery store. So I definitely need to harvest cilantro this week, get it in the freezer, at least from what I've seen from my research is you literally just like take the leaves off the stems, put it in a freezer bag. Put it in the freezer. Simple as that. So I'm hoping that because this will eventually be canned salsa, the fact that I'm freezing the cilantro, which of course makes it a little bit more mushy and squishy, I'm hoping that it won't be as big of a deal because the salsa is going to be cooked anyways. And then the fresh cilantro that I hopefully can get to grow during the dead of summer that I would use for fresh salsa um, that we would eat during the summer. So non cooked down salsa. Cause in reality, that's my favorite, but obviously you can't have that in the dead of winter. So I'm going to try to use the fresh cilantro that I have started from seeds right now, just started uh, last week. Hopefully that will be growing and ready to go by the time, um, we have a boatload of tomatoes, um, The other thing that I want to do in the month of June to get ready for preserving is to take inventory of all the canning supplies that I have. So I have very, very, very minimal experience with water bath canning. What I do know though, is that you need to have fresh lids to do this. Um, When we harvest our honey, we do put them in ball jars, you know, with with a typical, you know, canning lid. Um, but of course, once those are done, I end up putting them in the dishwasher and that kind of ruins the lid. So, I need to go through my inventory, figure out what kind of sizes I want to be putting things in whether they're pickles or salsa. And I need to make sure that I have the right sizes and I have the right lids. So, I definitely need to do a canning supply inventory in the month of June, that way I can be ready for it in like July, August when that stuff is just coming in by the boatload. So, Really, for the month of June, it's just kind of like treading water, (laughs) I guess you could say, um, as I'm just kind of holding my breath for the craziness of the heat that's going to come with June and July. Um, But other than treading water, it's really all about getting that watering system set up. That way, when we are gone in July, we're not going to be too worried about the garden. So that is really it for today. Thank you for listening. that's it for the month of June. Next week, I'll be talking about something else. I'm not really sure what it's going to be about. Maybe it'll be about chick prep. I'm not sure because this will be our third time getting ready for chicks. So definitely we're not experts, but um, I definitely know more now than I did three years ago. So um, stay tuned and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the Girly Homesteader.